Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Performance Anxiety. This week's show features actor, model, long-distance runner, and business owner, Obi Nwankwo. He broke records in track at Boston College, moved to L.A., and began acting and modeling. Obi not only discusses how he got into the business, but he also discusses weird auditions, like the time he had to quack like a duck for a part. He gives us info on some new projects he's involved in, how to dress like him, and how athletics helped him with his acting. Follow him on social media at It's Obi Nuanquo. Follow us at Performance ANX on Twitter and Instagram. Merchandise is at performanceanx.threadless.com. Subscribe, rate, review, and spread the word. Now let's get into Obi Nuanquo. All right, sweet. Hi, my name is Obi Nuanquo. I'm based out of Los Angeles, California. And if you'd like to check any of my upcoming projects, I uh, work on the Crackle TV network. I have a new show called Going From Broke, produced by Ashton Kutcher. And yeah, check out Performance Anxiety, because it's late, and I'm saying. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So thank you for joining me tonight. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, my guy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, man. So um, it's, it's kind of funny, because... I, I, I try to do a lot of, as much research as I can on a guest before having them on. You know, it's, I figure if you're taking the time out of your day to speak with me on something that I've created and, and just posting out there, the least I can do is, you know, learn a little bit about you. Exactly. I've, you got to do the, the research. <laughs> exactly. I found out something interesting. Apparently, you are an actor a uh, high fashion model and you're also uh, a dentist you apparently recently acquired <laughs> says I'm a dentist as well <laughs> yes uh, Dr. Obi Nwankwo acquires general dentistry practice in Irving, Texas so congratulations <laughs> on acquiring <laughs> thank you because uh, you've just recently acquired Ultra Smiles in Irving, Texas uh, from the practice owners Dr. Tim and Marissa De Palma uh, doctors De Palma have served the Irving community for over 20 years and are excited to move on to their new chapter in their life closer to home. And the entire staff at Ultra Smiles has been pivotal in making this transition successful. Um, apparently, <laughs> not only that, but you also grew up in Rolette and live in La Colinas with your fiance Julia. <laughs> wow, they're finding a whole lot of things. Beyonce, Julia, yeah, and then Rolette in, in whatever. That I don't know place. where that is. I, it didn't even say it. I'm I'm assuming it's Texas. 
So Texas, so yeah. there's just like this whole other Obi well, it's, in this world. Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly common name, wouldn't you agree? Obi <laughs> Nwankwo? Like Chris. <laughs> Obi Nwankwo. You're going to find them. It's like a Chris. Yeah, exactly. What's it's up, like Chris? John Smith, you know? It's... <laughs> John Smith, Obi Nwankwo. Yeah. Basically the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, I applaud you on, you know, having... You know, having such range, I mean, acting, modeling, and general dentistry. Yeah, it's you, you think you can't complete it all in 24 hours, but, you know, you find a way. You got to clean the that, teeth. That might be a hell of a commute, too, man. I don't know how you yeah. do it. Well, you are a track and field star, so... <laughs> you know so i run i just run you just, from set to the dentist's office you run then, you your know, ass off i model in between in between the runs <laughs> you look good running i'll tell you that one. Like, <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm just doing it right there like quick little quick little model thing <laughs> exactly mid-stride you're just posing just, yeah i'm like i'm like you just you always got to be ready you never know exactly exactly <laughs> and i didn't even make that up to be funny that's actually what i found in researching that's actually legit so <laughs> so that's i gotta find out this dentistry so, yeah. you know, I, I can suck in some <laughs> while they're using my name yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey come on man you, you're crushing you, you're killing my career people are mistaking me for you all over la my SEO is just all messed up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. So, let's get on to the actual you. Mm-hmm. So, not from Rolette, Texas. You're born in Boston. Is that right? Right. Okay. That's a lot Correct. different from Texas. Yeah. Weather was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I've only been to Boston once, but it was... For a wedding, and it, actually, I I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the market. That was it was amazing. Yeah, the but, but like it dep- as long as you don't go like during the winter, winter, but the yeah. fall, spring, and summer in Boston is like yeah, it's 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 a different aura because Boston's a very big sports town, Ooh. so you kind of get that vibe a lot in that city, and then yeah, and the food's just amazing. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's. It was really a different experience because I'd never really gone to a market like that before. It was crazy. So, you mm-hmm. you are an actor, as I said before, a model. You're also an athlete. What came first when you were growing up? Was was acting something in, that was in your in your periphery, or um, you, you strutting around the house at five, you know, dropping poses, <laughs> or was it more the running? Um, yeah, honestly, it was real. I I would say the first thing came was basketball. Um, basketball came first. And then as I started to go into high school, I would say running, um, started to really emerge at the forefront just because it was, it just came very natural to me. I didn't have to really exert much because I was always playing sports growing up. So I was always considered fast. So because I got the most attention from running, um, I was like, oh, let me just, you know, stick with this. And it helped me, like, clear my mind, like, stay in shape. And I actually really genuinely started to just enjoy it. So I ended up, you know, doing it in college. And then I was just, like, training, uh, being a professional. And that, that was just, you know, even harder just because you, you don't really have the structured system. Okay. And then you also have to, like, work full time. Um, so um, during that period... Um, I was already contemplating, you know, you know, kind of closing the doors on running competitively. 
Okay. And so I had another passion, which was acting and modeling. So that kind of like, when I started to, you know, push that other passion away, um, athletics, I was able to put more passion into like other things that I really cared about. So how tall are you? That's a weird question to ask. I'm, I'm like six, two, six, three. Okay. Depends. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> I just it depends how I'm feeling today. I don't know. I'm feeling six exactly. two today. I feel pretty six three right now. Because <laughs> yeah. all right, because I'm trying to figure out. I as a kid, I was athletic until everybody shot up past me, and and then I'm like five foot six. So <laughs> the growth spreads. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I never got one of those. So <laughs> you know, I, I was playing football and baseball, um, but I always hated running just because I was so short. Yeah. It always took me like two strides to, for your one. <laughs> and so unless I was being chased, I wasn't running anywhere. So exactly. I'm always trying to figure out what people love about running. Cause I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. For, for me, it was, uh, it was a way to like escape momentarily just because, you know, like growing up there was, I was, my family was like very focused on school, my mom, um, like my mom just like always stressed, like get good grades. Um, and you'll be able to, you know, essentially really dictate where you want to go in life because you won't have to be like confined to like certain like parameters. So she's like, just do well at school, you know, you and do well in athletics. You kind of have more options to do what you want. And so, you know, I really like took that idea like to heart early on. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, these are things that I, I'm good at, I'm passionate about, so let me just like focus and put a little more time into it. So being in school all day, it's crazy to think that I used to sit in school for like six to eight or nine hours a day. That's just mind-boggling to yeah. me because <laughs> you're just sitting in class. I, I can't even fathom that right now. Like, like what do you mean? Sit here from like seven to two o'clock. Uh. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I've got three teenagers right now, and they're all doing that. And they're all complaining. Like, believe me, you're gonna wish you were doing that when you find it, when you get a real job. So <laughs> you're like just empty minded, just chilling. Oh but gosh. yeah, man. So by the time after school came, um, I w- I would just want to like clear my mind and like running. You know, I, I, they call it the runner's high. So I started to feel that a lot. You know when it's you you get in this motion where you don't really feel your body it's just like it's an ultimate high and it's just like and it comes you know from running and that's usually when you get your best times i keep hearing that i have yet to feel that because all i ever really feel is like tired and pain i'm just like, oh, i must be running wrong or something because i'm just like i've not ever felt this runner's high where i'm like oh i gotta keep going i gotta keep going it's just like stop make it stop where's my destination I'm- I think I think you'll get it if you if you go for for a goal, you know, with with running, if you're going for a certain goal or achievement. Okay. Um, and as you inch closer to that goal of achievement, you're like working towards something. So your body starts working in motion and with a purpose. So then as you get closer to that purpose, sometimes, you know, you get this little, you know, boom. Oh, that's just like you just like hit another level towards uh, your goal. So that OK. So maybe you know, if you're goal set, that's that's a good runs. idea. I've never actually run with a goal in mind it's always just like i should probably get back into shape because i've just gained 40 pounds being married so you know it's not but now now speaking of that you did have goals in mind because you were a member of the uh men's track and field team uh at boston college 
And yes, sir. you broke a ton of records here. The 300 meter, the, <laughs> the 400 meter, and the 4 by 400 meter. You own the records for those at Boston College. Yeah. <laughs> Did you set was, out to do that, or were you just really good and they just, oh, hey, I broke a record? I I set out to do that. That was like a really big goal of mine from from when I came in, just because I came in injured, and so I had my I like I tore my my quad in in high school, oh. so like my senior year. So I really wasn't supposed to run my first year and a half. They said like, oh, you're probably not going to recover, but I. I worked so hard. I ended up recovering right in time for the season. And so, you know, my freshman year was a little up and down, but I was able to run, you know, a little pain, but I was, I could run. Oh, wow. And, you know, that was, and so I remember after that year, I was, uh, I wasn't too happy with like, I was like, okay, I think I know I can do better. So I set that goal out. I was like, I'm going to break all these Boston college records. And I told, and I was very persistent and adamant about it. And I told people I was going to do it. And a lot of times people would just call me the, uh, like a cocky freshman or a cocky, like <laughs> underclassman, but uh, because I was just telling these seniors, I'm going to break every single one of these records. And they're just like, relax. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just going to like work hard and, you know, do it. And That's awesome. I would say, yeah. And then, that's what happened. <laughs> so you set your mind to it and you achieved it. That's fantastic. What but it you... helped motivate other people. That's that was my that was um, the thing I was most proud of because it helped you know form the team around a, a more of a winning culture. Um, oh, because excellent. with the four by four, it's a relay team. So even if I run fast, it doesn't necessarily mean we win. That's so, a good point. Mm-hmm. So you need four other guys. So when when we did break the record, it was it was three seniors. So think about seniors in college. You know, it's the school's over. Yeah. Know, like at this point, and we're still <laughs> running. We're still competing. So think about that. You're like you graduated, but you're still running. Yeah. Okay. And then it was a sophomore, and this sophomore is like never run his like you know he's never really run his best times. So he's not even at his peak. So. I was so dedicated and adamant about getting this record for us, and we got it the last meet of the year, our senior year of college. Like oh, for the wow. three seniors, it was our last race ever. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that's <laughs> and I got to bring it home because I was the I was the anchor, yeah. so like I was the last one to go. So it was all on me, and I was like, I got to do this for the squad. <laughs> that's awesome! Oh my gosh, that is the greatest story. It, yeah, it was it was it was all it was it was a very I still remember that moment with those guys because it was just something you know we talked about it for four years and it took us the last day to do it like literally the last second it, like everything had to work if one person did bad we wouldn't have we couldn't have gotten it because all four people needed to do good so it was, yeah that was kind of a fun moment that sounds like a movie. <laughs> That, yeah, that that's could what be I'm a saying. I was like, that, <laughs> for four years. <laughs> In a world where it In takes four years to run a 4 by 400 <laughs> These kids. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start acting? Was that something you, you were doing in high school? No. You didn't, you didn't do that until really, later? Really, I would say the first... So my school, my middle school made us do this thing called the flashback. 
And so we had to perform like oldie songs. So I would say in like fourth grade, I, I my group was the Beatles. And oh, wow. uh, we performed back in the USSR. <laughs> and uh, that was like, an interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah. For some reason, we really liked that song. So we performed that. <laughs> and that was like my real first time on stage. And it was taped. And oh. <laughs> I was so proud of this fourth grade moment up until like 10th grade that I would still show people like, yeah, have you ever heard the Beatles? <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> Play my, like, if you think DCR the Beatles tape. are good. <laughs> Check me out. <laughs> Check me out. Tell me <laughs> me. So I would say that I guess that's where my first passion event came from, um, from like that moment. And then I just always, you know, just seeing guys like Will Smith and Denzel on TV. It was always something that was curious to me, but I wasn't necessarily I didn't know how to go about it because sports was at this point. It was like I had to fully dedicate all my energy to my track. That was, that was my, that was, you know, I was doing it in high school and then it came to the point where I was definitely going to do it in college. So right. I just had to get that focus at once. Um, that was all done with. And then also school, like, yeah, that was like also the biggest time consuming thing in college being a student athlete because my days started from like seven to like eight at night between class training, wow. um, meetings like i was also very involved with the team so uh, and i was a captain so i always had to do extra curricular things and meet with people so my days were extremely just long and then after I, eight you got to go to the library so i was in the yeah, library all day. <laughs> yeah, cause, every day because you weren't studying <laughs> acting yeah i wasn't i, I wasn't i was studying finance management a little bit of accounting and leadership <laughs> so oh oh yeah that's that's easy that's easy stuff right God, jeez. <laughs> so you're, you're training, you're studying, you're dealing with a lot of math, which to me sounds horrible. So you, you're, yeah. you're doing everything that I hate at this point, math and running. <laughs> math and running. So you're, you, you and I are balancing the world out at this point. So at what point does, does acting come into the picture then as, as a possible career? It, it, it came, uh, um, I would say that summer after I graduated, I, I, I worked a project with ESPN um, and like Core Powers, like a football commercial. So once I got that, I think that was, I graduated in May. I got that in July of uh, 2017. And then I moved to LA in August and used that to essentially gain attention and, and uh, get agents. So I got signed out in Los Angeles and then I just started taking, taking classes and reading books and just, I didn't, I would just practice monologues every week okay, and just tape myself and just do that every, every single week. And then I started taking classes and then it just started me auditioning. And I was always, you know, comfortable speaking because I always had to do a lot of public speaking and like perform, um, in, in other ways, you know, being an athlete is also a performance. So, right, right. you know, you get used to like, you know, feeling uncomfortable and being able to like push through it. So I think that helped me break barriers at first because I wasn't necessarily scared to go into audition rooms and be myself because I've always been comfortable like in my body. Do you find that the discipline you have uh, with your athletics has helped you in your with your acting at all? Yeah, I would I would definitely say so because in terms of you know being persistent and putting in the time and effort that a craft really needs such as acting is an art so 
Um, it needs a lot of, you know, you need to pay a lot of attention to it and continuously practice it every single day. So with sports, that's something that I did every single day. And I realized, oh, if I do this every single day, I'll just naturally get better at it. Right. So that was the same thing with acting. I was like, oh, if I, you know, keep on practicing or embody what an actor does every single day, whether it's voice lessons, whether it's doing scripts, whether you know it's watching other actors' performances, going to shows. If I just live in that space every single day, I will naturally learn from it. And so that's what um, sports, that's kind of how I translated both of them, the concept at least. So when you got out to L.A., are you acting full time or did you have another job or how did, how did, how did everything come about for you? Yeah, so when I when I first got there, I I was running um my my own company with my sister, and then I was also working for a consulting company. Um, for the first, this is my first year, wow. so I was doing like I was working in AI and like tech and like doing a little programming, and then I was also working God. and pursuing acting all at night. I would say once I got off work, maybe around six or seven, I would just you know work on. You know, all my acting work from like seven to like till I fell asleep. And then like, I fell asleep. so like one or two hours a day, you would you know sleep. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did not sleep. My first year, I averaged like maybe four or four hours of sleep. Oh my god, yeah. that that's crazy. So what, what what kind of roles are you getting at this point? Is it? Uh, are you, gonna, are you looking for more commercials? You know, when you first get out there, I mean, are you, are you looking for uh, commercial campaigns? Are you trying to get into TV shows or movies? Or are you just going wherever you're, you're – and, and do you have an agent at that point? And how, are, how is everything starting to roll for you? Yeah, so when, when I first got out there, I was, I was honestly just trying to, you know, build my portfolio and just see what, you know, I was, I was good at. I was like, you know, I'm open to anything. Um, in terms of like whether it's commercials, TV, film, um, print, print work, I, I was just open to anything. So I just, I would, I would kind of just, you know, take off opportunities and cause I just wanted to get in front of the camera and okay. get comfortable. So I started to uh, get comfortable. And at first it started to be a lot of commercials, but that, and a lot of like, you know, print work campaigns like that, a lot of modeling stuff. But, I realized that for me to get into the TV and film space, I had to, you know, put in more work. So that's why I started, you know, taking classes and, you know, being, being more prepared for those type of auditions because in commercials and, and print auditions, you're in there for, you know, you don't really have to prepare anything. You kind of just go in, but for a theatrical audition, you know, you got to put a lot of time into the script. You know, sometimes you get a private coach, you got to be in class and you just got to be, you know, do a lot of script analysis. And that's not, that's something I wasn't necessarily putting a lot of time into. Ah. So I wasn't getting those roles. So once I, you know, started putting more time into it and honing on the craft, um, I would say, which was, I would say really in the past year, I started booking a lot of theatrical work rather than just commercials, which was good for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you said you have an, an acting coach. What I've, I've haven't had too many actors on this show. I I, I think you're the fourth or fifth mm-hmm. out of seventy something shows already. And I've always been I've always meant to ask this question, and I keep forgetting. So I want to ask you now what what is an acting coach? do is it like taking classes um and how do they help you out yeah i would say that 
they they really help you um, analyze analyze the script and in a different maybe in a different way that you're not necessarily so looking at it and, and they help you just be be more grounded and real because okay. those those are those when when you're just more true to yourself and you know it allows you to bring an authentic version because a lot of actors get in their head so they start acting they start acting you're like whoa acting. Not, yeah exactly just like the typical like oh like yeah. you know, fake, like actors shakespeare are. But, but, <laughs> yeah shakespeare but when you really see good acting it's very simple you just believe it's like everyday life so that's kind of how um i would say that's how my the coaches have helped me do when you when you go see them, I mean, is, are you seeing them one on one, and are they giving you things to practice, or are you bringing them scripts, or are they telling you, "Hey, here's a monologue from, uh, you know, whatever, whatever they they decide they want you to practice on." Are they giving you things to read, or are you bringing things for them to help you analyze? Yeah, usually, usually I bring. Um, for, well, for private coaching, that I usually do that before you know big auditions. Um, so really anything related to TV and film, I usually have a private coach I prepare with okay. beforehand. And so we'll just bring the material from whatever I'm going to audition for. But then on just a weekly basis, I, I, I'm in acting class. So it's like a group of people and the teacher usually prepares something, um, for the class or, you know, you're okay. working on a piece that you want. Sometimes you can bring in your own pieces. It's just whatever you it's a pretty open environment because they want you to learn what's best, you know, for you, like wh what you want to work on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where does the modeling start? When does that come in? And, and is there in the information I got, mm -hmm. it says high fashion model. Mm -hmm. what, what is the difference between high fashion model and just like, you know, regular old fashion? <laughs> I, I was, High fashion um, is just like maybe like like more high fashion luxury brands. Okay. Um, so you know brands like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, um, maybe like or just like big box stores like Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth. Um, so okay. those are like just like high any brand that you probably like see like in like times square in new york and, City, like, <laughs> yeah. any brand i can't afford so you're not you're not <laughs> modeling like faded glory yeah. okay yeah. all right well that makes that makes sense then okay i'm, I'm glad you, you put it in, in terms i can understand so that's good so so how did you get into that was that something that just grew out of out of acting or was it the other way around honestly it was, it was just kind of simultaneously happening because i just started taking picked like pictures, um, like I would just do photo shoots because my whole thing was I just need to get comfortable in, the, in front of the camera. So okay. whether if it's like the video camera or just, you know, the camera. Um, and so I was just doing photo shoots to build my profiles so I could market myself for different um, like acti acting characters, maybe athlete, boring next door, and just like everyday type people stuff. Okay. So that's how the modeling came about. And then um, people, people just tell me, Oh, like you should, you know, do modeling. And I was, and then I started getting booked for stuff. I was like, Oh, maybe like, I'll <laughs> maybe I'll just be a model. Yeah. That's, you know, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's like, 
you hear about people struggling a lot, and it seems like thing, things are falling into place for you pretty pretty quickly. Well, I think I also I also think I had the, the the base like track gave me a very good base for just life because at that point I was already in shape, so I didn't have to go through the whole in shape thing, and I was at that point I. I, I learned what dedication and tenacity could, could do for you in, in, in life, in sports and school. So I was like, I had everything that I could do to apply it to acting and modeling because modeling really just have to be in, in very good shape. And then you have to be like creative as well, you know, just like more comfortable with yourself. So I got really in tune with my body because track, um, you, you have to be very coordinated. So I became very coordinated. So I knew how to like, move my limbs and my body in certain ways. And I knew I looked in different angles because I practiced that through track in various forms. And then, um, with, with school, school just taught me if you memorize and, you know, you just focus on this, you can, so that helped me, helped me with scripts and analysis because I already done with math. I was always analyzing. So Ah. I was good at analyzing scripts and I used to write all the time. So, I already had that like in me. So I came off school. And so the grind just switched to other, other things. Oh, it was okay. like, I could track in school out and did modeling, which I could still, you know, work out and then acting, which I could still like, you know, it was kind of school in a way. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes actually make total sense. Actually. Do yeah. you, is it easy for you or to, to memorize scripts or is it something you got to focus on? I would say it's, it's easier just because I have like that mental capacity, you know, to like be able to sit down because, you know, a lot of people, sometimes they don't like, then a lot of people aren't able to just like sit and focus on things for long, long periods of time without yeah. getting restless. Or um, so, you know, some kind of drug is to help them out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ritalin or something. All, all these, yeah, exactly. Whatever all the kids are taking these yeah. days. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I was just very, you know, used to be, because I got drug tested in college. And so that was never an option to take, you know, right. Adderall or any of those things to focus. So, like, I had to focus the right way. You had to like, use your brain. Yeah, you had to use your brain. Yeah. I had to use my brain, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody who goes on auditions, obviously, they don't get them all. And I, a, a friend of mine is an actor out in LA and he's been on this show and he told me some horror stories of weird auditions. What's the weirdest thing that's happened to you in an audition? What, what's your auditioning horror story? <laughs> I, I remember I, I was, I was in, I think it was an audition, maybe my first year I was in an audition for like, a short, a short film. And it was just a very, you know, they wanted me to play like a brother, like, and like as part of a family and, you know, just start off as very normal audition. There's, Oh, we really like you. And then, and then the, the lady just started asking me, she's like, she's like, can you quack for me? And I was like, <laughs> um, pardon? What? She's like, can you, can you quack like, like a duck? And I was like, like you want me to just like start quacking? She's like, yeah. And then like you know, flap your arms and like quack too. I was like, what? Are you like fucking with me? I'm yeah. Like, I don't know if like. <laughs> and and I'm just like looking at her. She's like, okay, go. 
I was just like, and I just started quacking, and she's like, louder. And just don't even quack louder. Oh my I'm God. like, I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I'm so confused. And, I, and then I stopped. And then she was like, she's like, we just want to see how like committed you are. I was like, quacking has nothing to do what? with the scene. Exactly. Like, <laughs> this is weird. You, you want to see how committed I am? Hire me. Exactly. I mean, ask me to quack. Telling me to quack is not going to show you my level of commitment. It's just going to make you. It's gonna make me question your decision making. That I I, I immediately started questioning who's in love. Like, no, you just you kind of seem a little weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in this project anymore. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, God, Tori quacks throughout the day. <laughs> you start, yeah, you start walking down the street like quack, quack. Should I quack? Should I quack, quack. now? Oh, <laughs> 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 you lose the part. Like, yeah. damn it. <laughs> Now it's in your head, and now you're just wandering around, just going, just like, just be quacking, quack. Just quacking. He's like, walk down the street, start quacking. Oh, just man. the whole quack. <laughs> but yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing that, that happened to me. Well, but most, everything's been pretty, pretty chill. Well, that's good, because I, the, the one story that I heard was uh, my buddy went into an audition, and he really didn't know what it was for. His agent just sent him there, and he... He walks into the room and there's a stripper pole there, and they wanted him to dance around a stripper oh, yeah. pole. I, I've I've heard of stuff like that. That doesn't surprise me. That yeah, so. that was insane. He's in, and they're like, yeah, just you know, give it a whirl. So he he got on and he just like t- took his shirt off and and, and he's and if you want to if you want to hear the story, go go listen to the episode I did with Carl McDowell. It's just mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's a, he's a hilarious guy to begin with, and then. He just does that kind of stuff anyway. He's just he's mm. hilariously insane. So you get, you end up uh, getting landing a role uh, in a movie called The Way We Were. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, how do I how does, let's see? I'm trying to figure out which which angle I want to start this with. Uh, it won the 2019 Cannes Screenplay Contest. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that 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 kind of like blew my mind. It really did. Um, I I've been, you know, the the director. His name's Jerome. He's been absolutely amazing. And um, right now, they're actually trying to. Ter- they want to turn it into a TV show. Oh um, wow! Yeah, so that's kind of what we're, we're what we're working on. They've been talking to like a lot of people from like BT um, and like like kind of those networks, FX, who are like really like. They really like the story. Um, well, what, so, what's the story about? It's about it's about the uh, these five kids um, in this Los Angeles. They they grew up, grew up in Los Angeles, and it's a, based in around the 1980s. But the Los Angeles busing system, you know, it was, it was very segregated. So, in terms of um, let's say kids, inner city kids didn't really have the opportunity to go to like the best schools because the buses weren't picking up kids from the inner city to go to the Palisades and then the Palisades um, schools like that were like way too expensive and they would offer scholarships to inner city kids, but then didn't provide the busing transportation for Uh, them to get there. And then these kids are like inner city kids whose parents work all the time. So like, how are they? So it was essentially a way to segregate kids from to make them stay in the public schools. Uh, so um, it talks a lot about that. And at uh, one of the high school kids, his name's Rico. Okay. Oh, 
All right, so that was my next question was was what role do you play and what are there plans for the film? Is is the film going to have a wide release or is it since it's it's being talked about as a series is it is it going to be kind of stay just on the festival circuit at this point? So right, right now it's um so right now it's staying in the so we we haven't shot the full film, so we shot a short film version of it. Oh, and wow, okay. The, the screenplay and the writing of it, um, and like what the and what we shot for in the film so far has been what's winning the awards. So it hasn't even been fully completed. So all the feedback's been it's going to take way too long to shoot this as a film. You guys need to do it as a as a TV series, so you guys uh, can shoot it quicker um, uh, and like have it released out because it's so current. And it applies now. So they're just like, it makes sense to do this now in this day and age. Because if you shoot it, then for them to like pr- produce all of it, it could take, you know, it could be really another year or two. So yeah. It's like, we, you guys can expedite it now, get this story out. People need to hear it wow. and put it in TV series so you can like continuously just like build on it on what's currently happening in society and like, you know, allow it to go. All, yeah. So that's, that's kind of awesome. That is really wild, you know. And, and and I've never, I guess maybe that's that's part of, of the way things are changing now with, with all the streaming platforms and all you know a story like that. Whereas once the movie, uh, you know, doing a feature film would be the way to get that message out and get as many people as possible to see it. Now it's well, that takes too long. Let's let's mm-hmm. do it and let's get it out on Netflix or Prime or Hulu or exactly because there's so many streaming platforms out there. That you know, it's in. So look at Netflix and I, all all of them. They they put out shows like every day. Yeah, like every other, it's crazy. I was, I was just talking with somebody about that. It, it was it's insane. It's like you know. I remember when I was growing up there. You, you know there there wasn't there even, was even cable. Yeah, I mean, I had you know. I started off. I was you know. Hell, I'm in my mid forties right now. I had like five channels, and when cable came on, and I had like. 20 i was like holy crap this is amazing yeah <laughs> and now it's just now it's just gone so far beyond to to just there's as many streaming platforms now as there were cable channels when you know i first got cable mm-hmm. and they don't wild. yeah and they're not even they don't have any real structure i mean they can say hey there's no seasons really there's, there's no there's no pilot season anymore there's nothing it's like hey we like your story here's some money go make it when it's done we'll release all the episodes at once and, and everybody can binge watch it and then we're on to the next thing it's insane exactly. it's wild it, yeah the the few, yeah everyone everyone just wants everything now yeah like, that's kind of yeah it's like very instant like because it's that instant gratification like look at instagram it's like click on this now like this now it's like watch this now so everything's like very like we gotta like do it right now because it's like if you don't do it now, then when? So um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 I can make, I can imagine that that make can make it tough and frustrating as an actor because you see all these things happening now, 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 and it may take a little while before you actually get your break, and so you're seeing things happen immediately. Yeah. But it, you know, starting your career may not happen immediately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that and that's uh. And I, I would say that's the one thing that you kind of have to like, you know, silence in your head because on from the outside looking in, when, when you're just working on all these on on your projects and your craft, you're like, damn, 
everyone's just like, it seems like everyone's doing something and you're like, I'm still working on this, yeah. but it's, everyone else had time for them, you know, to like work on their project and, you know, for it to develop and like create. So, you know, if you, you know, when some, I, you know, whenever someone has like a big role, I think the movie crazy rich Asians did very well. And then just other movies um, that have been big in the box office, you look at the lead actors and you're like, you're like, who is this guy? And then you look at his IMDb. He's really been in the business for like 10 years. Yeah. But you've never seen any of his like, <laughs> local short films, festival yeah. run films. You don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. So it's, it's I guess it's, uh, you don't necessarily have to be, early on, you don't really want to be too picky about what you you, you do. You just you kind of want to work and get that exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you want to have like, you know, you want to have somewhat of like a narrow focus, but, you know, broadened enough that it, it, it gives you, you know, flexibility and options because at the end of the day, you never, you never know what's your niche until you like really, you know, try other things out. I thought I only wanted to do comedy um, because I felt the most comfortable doing it. But then I started getting a lot of drama roles and I was like, you know what? This wasn't necessarily how I wanted to go down, but um, I, I like it and it's working. And then I started getting long roles where I'd play African characters. So I was like, okay, I get comedy, drama, and like African characters. And like, it was occasionally like boyfriend roles. I was like, okay, let me just put more focus on to these things and, you know, focus on my accent. And then, yeah, just I don't get getting, it allowed me to like, um, be more diversified. So like my agent could submit me to other opportunities. It's like, oh, we need, that also started being a very big thing is they started incorporating a lot of culture into shows, which, you know, uh, that's why you see a lot of British actors, um, a lot of African actors, uh, a lot of Native American um, and like Asian actors, like being more involved in the industry because they really are trying to be um, incorporate this um, diversity element into TV. So everyone's represented. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a whole lot of different people watching just about every show out there, you know, you, there, there's mm-hmm. the audience is varied for everything. So, well, would you rather be doing, you know, do you have a preference? I guess maybe it's a better way to phrase it for action, drama, comedy, or like, you know, art films. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of trying to pull out genres yeah. out, of, out of my head right now. Yeah. I, I would say I, I, I enjoy action. I haven't been able to do a whole ton of it, but I, that I think that would just be so dope to just be like, you know, like a badass fighter all the time. <laughs> but that also takes, you know, you have to grow into that. Yeah. Because it's got to be the right, right role. You don't want to just be doing stunts on like anybody's set. For like yeah. years. <laughs> now, that's something you would you be doing? You Would you be offering to do your own stunts? Yeah, I've been doing my own stunts, like driving cars. Like, oh, um, I would say, yeah, I, I, drove stick i've driven a couple of sports cars and yeah i've been doing my own stunts it's kind of cool like jumping (laughs) like small jumps not like like tom cruise uh, building by building (laughs) but you know small little jumps you're like like all right good good jump are you okay like yeah i did it (laughs) (laughs) so so what's coming up for you in the future i mean you've we've got this uh the way we were, that's 
you know, being talked about f- as, a, as a series. What else are you working on in the future? Is there any projects that you can tell me about? Yeah, so I, I, I signed on to um, to a, a feature film that I'm going to be shooting in the spring. Um, it's I'm playing an African-American rock star, and it's going to be, yeah, it's, I, I feel like this film's probably going to be, like, it's going to be really big. It's um, th- They plan to uh, play it in uh, theaters worldwide, and yeah, we, they've, got, they've signed on some, like, big, um, name other actors, but I'm playing like one of the supporting leads in it. So I'm in this rock band, so I'm like one part of them. And they're getting like a lot of like big name, like current rock bands from like the seventies oh, wow. up until now. So I, I'm just really excited for that. So that's been kind of like the next thing that's coming up. That's that's fantastically vague of an answer. <laughs> and I love it. But it sounds awesome. I mean, <laughs> you, you've already got me interested. So. Yeah, because I mean, I, I want because I know once once they have like the uh, the press release out, then it's like once everything's like finalized. Because you know, you never want to like. I feel like you know me being like one of the lesser experienced actors in the film. I don't want to be the one. Oh yeah, of course he shouts it out. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be the guy that leaks everything. So I totally understand how. I understand the reason for being vague, but I'm. I'm actually. It sounds really cool from what you what you're allowed to tell me. So I'm I'm anxious to see what it's about and 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 because I mean I'm I'm big into music. So that that's that would be right in my wheelhouse. So, you like rock? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, you need to go. Gonna ba- be real excited that <laughs> you need to go back and take a look at, at some of my previous episodes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I saw a bunch of bands of your you know, like this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and I'm still trying to get some some. Uh, well, I'm always trying to get people on. So it's uh, it's a constant uh, battle of throwing enough shit against the wall and seeing what sticks and who replies back mm. and is willing to come on to the show so it's exactly but I got some really cool people and so you might want to take a look at some of the back episodes maybe do a little, maybe be a little bit of research for you mm-hmm. so there you go a research yeah <laughs> learn you know do a little research on your role for this vague rock and roll movie you're doing and Mm-hmm. Then you can credit me somehow in there. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw the credit in. <laughs> Mark Shea from Performance Anxiety in non-credited <laughs> role. Right? role. Yeah, I'll be a non-credited <laughs> role. <laughs> and Uncredited I, still gets credit. <laughs> somehow that would be amazing. The non-credited role that gets credited. All right. So I, I, I did see. Uh, your picks, your your picks on solar dot com. Mm-hmm. I I I liked a lot of stuff there, but I think I don't think I can afford any of it. But I do like the watch <laughs> that you picked out. So, what is that about? Is that something that that you did a while back? Is it new? I I'm trying to find a date for that. And uh, yeah, how does that stuff come about? How does do they like? Hey. We saw you in something, or other. we saw you run uh, the the four by four hundred. You did a great job. What kind of jacket would you want to wear? <laughs> we saw that you're 
cold on the track. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You were shivering a little bit. What kind of watch you got? Because I like that watch. I just, I can't wear anything that's blue and orange. It's just, I, I don't like any sports teams that have blue and orange in them, so I can't wear that watch. But I do like everything besides the colors on it. So yeah, how, did, how does that happen? Oh, so... It was really this um, influential performance kind of, you know, where people, they want to be inspired in shop looks. They can go on this platform and, you know, there's there's a bunch of, like, actors, um, influencers, some celebrities, all, every, all different types of genres, athletes. So if you had someone that you're a fan of and you're like, oh, I'm, I kind of need some outfit inspiration, you can go on it and see what type of clothes that they would wear. So okay. it's all brands that, you know, that, um, that are approved on the platform and that, you know, we like. And, yeah, people can just, like, shop looks on it. All right. Somehow I, I have not been approached for that. Um, <laughs> so if you can work on that for me, I would appreciate that. I got you. All right. <laughs> Before I let you go, tell me a little bit about this this show that you're on. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a docu-series. So they kind of um, – I remember – I talked. I talked to one of the representatives on the phone. They were looking, you know, for. I kind of told them about my story, like being a student athlete, because at Boston College, they I didn't get an athletic scholarship there because they didn't have any for the men's track and field team. Oh, because the Title Nine, so they have to have the amount of even male scholarships to female scholarships. So the men's track and field team got left out. But oh, I got an academic scholarship to go there, but it covered about two thirds. But Boston College is very expensive school. It's over yeah. $60,000 a year. Oh. So two-thirds. You still got to come out 20, 20 plus K a year. Yeah. So wow. 80K. 80K. For, but in total, but when you look at it, it's a $240,000 school a year. But you still got to pay 80K, which is a significant amount. So, yeah, so kind of talked about my experience, you know, because how I felt, because I put in all this time and effort in being a student athlete there. And then I went and, you know, accomplished all these things on the track and then to still have to like pay after, even after like they like marketed me, used my name. I was like a very big pivotal part of like them getting recruits in town. Yeah. And so it was kind of a weird feeling for me. It was a, it was a really weird. So that's oh, why man. I was very open to uh, talking about the show and I kind of talk about my experiences you know, going to LA, starting my own company, and then, you know, having to deal with student debt, even though I just essentially gave my body up for four years and put my name for the school and you're still paying. It was just, it was, it was, it was a very like weird con because when you're there, you're not thinking about how you're going to be paying off your, your student loan debt when you're in college. Right. Like, you're just, you're just thinking about that. Yeah, you had so records after, to break. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to focus on some, exactly to focus on being good there. Like, <laughs> exactly, man. So, oh, so yeah, that was yeah, and that's a on, great experience. And and what that's on Crackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Sony uh, streaming app. Okay, it's Crackle TV. Well, man, Obi, man, thank you so much, man. I, I've I've kept you for quite a while here. Where can people follow you on social media and and find out about? Uh, the way we work, you know, find out how they can watch that eventually, hopefully find out about your upcoming projects. And, uh, I can see you topless on Instagram. Exactly. So they can check out it's, it's I T S O B O B I 
Nuanqua, NWA, and KWF. So it's OB Nuanqua. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, is that on Instagram? What, what platforms are you on? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, LOL. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there you, so you're, yeah. you're on ones that I don't even know about. So my kids, my yeah. kids know about TikTok. I don't know about I don't, I don't, I think I'm a little old for I that one. On it. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants so to, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody wants to see me doing anything on TikTok. <laughs> it's, you never know until you try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like a challenge. Oh man. <laughs> exactly. Next time you can be like, yeah, so got a million followers on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I owe it all to you. You're going to get the credited, non-credited role exactly. of um, That's my, my uncredited credit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.